0: Alright, hi everyone, this is Jennifer Dono, the host of the daily live webcast that happens here every weekday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, here on YFELive.com. I'm very excited because joining me is my guest co-host, Laura. Laura, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much. So Laura, nice. tell us a little bit about your business. I followed you on Instagram for some time, and inspiration is a big piece of what you do in
1: accountability, so uh, tell us more. So I'm actually a consultant based in New York City um, and I work with women, female entrepreneurs and not only just taking the big idea but actually implementing and really decluttering all the shiny object syndrome into taking action and really helping them make money. Um, But I'm also working with um, people on a one-on-one basis and just clearing out the fear and just really moving through and making things happen. And now, where exactly are you out of? Um, I'm out of Jersey City, but I live in the waterfront. So usually, I'm in New York City or in this side of town in Jersey. Oh, very cool! Yeah, I know a few uh, people that are out in Jersey. And
0: are you a- ever able to make it out to New York City?
1: Yeah, I actually most of my clients are part of an, in the New York City area, and so I've, I've actually that's how I connected with YFE because I've been part of the local group there. Oh,
0: very cool. Yeah, Marissa Vicario. Hopefully everyone follows her. She is the city coordinator out there, and she's fantastic. Absolutely love her. Yeah. So... Laura, today we're talking about focus. That's the theme of the show, and we're going to get into that shortly. But before we did, um, before we do, I don't know if you were able to catch yesterday's show, but we talked about Lululemon for just a moment and uh, kind of the repercussions that are happening around uh, what the founder is saying. And he's actually uh, came out and was apologizing for his 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 words, as basically saying that not everyone can wear his his yoga pants because of the use, not necessarily because of the size, but because of the use <laughs> of the pant. Um,
1: I don't know. Let's. What's your thoughts on that? Really fast. I think you know I've been involved in the fitness world for some time, and I'm actually a regular sized woman. So I'm um, I the pants sizes they go up to ten, twelve. So it's you know sometimes when you're a little bit larger, those pants sizes might not even fit. And so it's it's kind of like even though they you know it's about the use and not the size, they still target a more young like a more smaller petite size. Um, and so. You know, it's definitely one of the things that you kind of learn that maybe that's not a good marketing, but maybe they're targeting their audience and they're going for it. So, yeah,
0: well, you know, and so what we asked everyone was what. As far as uh, Lululemon's response to the criticism, they came out and we asked if you felt like they were blaming the, cu- the customer. And so I just wanted to share a few of the responses. And one of them was from Camila Sinby, who's actually in the Phoenix area. She has, uh, her business operates out of Seattle and Phoenix. She's a professional organizer and fantastic. She's very successful. She said it's a great brand, but not so great of a product. So it brings it back to her experience with the product. And so people are complaining yeah. about pilling and some other issues. And I just... It bothered me that they weren't addressing the real issue, which is the the issue that they're serving the people that have built this cu- the culture, mm-hmm. the customers. They're, in turn, kind of turning it back on them when they should be looking at, is this a quality product? Are we serving yeah. the people that are actually purchasing our pants? That's all that I thought. But I thought, Cami, I mm-hmm. thought that was awesome. And so did Nicole Longstreet. She's the wardrobe coach. She brought it back to the idea that, you know, this is not – the product I mean it's awkward because they're they're trying to convey remorse but it's not really what this is about yeah so anyway uh thanks you guys for commenting on that I really appreciate it and thank you to everyone that showed up live today at uh you Bren is on and that's Ursula Reynolds she was a co-host yesterday she was my first one and Laura is my second one so grateful okay. for that And then, of course, Corey Freeman at Corey Freeman. Hopefully, you can join me sometime here, too. Corey's hilarious. She's always fun to follow. So uh, getting into uh, some other news topics that I wanted to cover, and one more uh, going back to yesterday's talk was the Obamacare piece where we talked about it was a branding fail. There's Mm -hmm. an article out today um, that ran in the AP wire and it was basically saying that there is a lack of younger enrollees and that is threatening the exchange. So the reason why that they're coming out with all these like bro insurance type things is because it's actually a I mean, it's a very scary thing that only the people that really need insurance the most on a a daily basis are going to be enrolled and it's going to be it's going to really drive the costs up. So, Laura, what's your take on the whole Obamacare branding? And do you think that they're going, because basically what they did was they put out these articles or these um, ads, mainly in California and Colorado, that are kind of um, offensive in some way to young people, but the hopes is that young people will talk about insurance. So what what's your thoughts on that?
1: Well, I think um, I've been trying to enroll into Obamacare for about a month. And I still haven't seen how much is going to be my premium. I actually live in one of those states that don't have the health exchanges, so I've been going through the the phase, and I can see even even young people like to, who are the ones who you need to have them to join Obamacare. It's not as user friendly, and so you know the branding and trying to threaten them it's not as in, it's not helping incentive of getting people actually joining in. Um, so I think they. You know they need to go back to, and I know there's a lot of conversation about the website, but there needs to make it a much more user friendly that you can actually join or enroll or even see what is it going to cost. Because there's a lot of conversation, but there's no okay, what is it going to cost for me as a healthy young 30 year old, you know, woman to join to get my health insurance in, and I'm relatively healthy. I have no medical conditions and whatnot. Um, and I think those are the ones that you want to make it as easy as possible to get them into the funnel, to get them to actually start bringing, paying in their health insurance.
0: Well, you know, that's a great
1: point. And that's what that article argues is that no matter I mean, they're putting millions of
0: dollars behind these ad campaigns right now because they yeah. need people to young people to enroll today. Yeah. And <laughs> I think you hit the nail on the head. It's it's not it's not the you know, let's get people to talk about it. And even Corey is saying young people are talking about it to complain. Mm-hmm. You really need to focus on making it just as easy as possible. If we're going to have to yeah. spend money on healthcare, I mean, this is a running joke on television, right? There's yeah. the new girl covered it, not having health insurance. Friends mm-hmm. covered it with Rachel and Monica going into the hospital and then they switched names. And then Joey yep. even had an issue. I watch a lot of friends. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. So it's a running thing. You just have to make it as easy as possible for young people to understand it and to sign up. Otherwise, yeah. we're just, no matter how cutesy your ads are, I don't, I don't care I I don't know about you guys but that's kind I I agree with you Laura yeah so moving on um before we get into the focus piece of this and we're going to talk about daily rituals for everyone um that you know or for those that are watching Inc Magazine just came out with a eight best industries for starting a business and I thought these were really interesting because at the same time, while I think this is uh, pretty cool, the idea that you know these are the businesses that everyone should be starting, if they're the ones that you're supposed to be doing, does that mean it's too late to actually get into it, that people are actually talking about it? Uh, so I don't know. So Laura, just so you know, uh, everyone that's watching, the eight that they're talking about, there's online education, consumer uh, health te- technology, wearable computing. That's a huge one right now, especially for yeah. females. <laughs> Um, people are just getting into the idea that we don't want to wear bulky watches. We want to wear cute little bracelets and things like that. So, I don't know, uh, Laura, do you think that now, I mean, should we be starting companies that people are saying you should be starting companies in this, these fields?
1: Well, I think it, you, we want to start a company, starting a business and we know that it takes a lot of effort and you're more than likely to want to quit. So you want to start a business that you actually feel either passionate about it or you feel like this is your sweet spot in terms of your strengths. Um, and yeah, and then identifying okay, there's really a need. Obviously, there's been a need for wearable, you know, computing, consuming things. There's a there's something that people want to have it, and so being able to okay, how do I find that sweet spot that will some meet my target needs or the consumers who we actually want it. But you shouldn't join just because it's it's right now. It's open. Oh, I, I think that's it. And I have no strengths or skills or passion in that, <laughs> that industry. <laughs> you just want to get it because there's money there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, that makes total sense. And it's, it's funny that you bring up. I mean, we talked about this a little bit this week, too. The idea that you should start a business around a pain and really look into that. Um, but and, I mean, talking about like an unconventional business, NPR just ran a story on travelers rent their cars out at airports. Uh, Let me get this right. And a new business model. So the idea is here that these two teenagers actually came up with the idea that uh, when a traveler goes to the airport and you have to usually pay, you know, big bucks to get your car there and to have it stay in a safe location. Instead, what you're doing is it's it's basically it's pretty self-explanatory. You're able to turn around and then rent the car out, so you're making money instead of having to pay it out. And other travelers who just arrived at the airport can then save money as well. So it's that shared economy um, yeah. that was really popular two years ago
1: in in the media. I don't know, Laura, would you ever do that? I don't think so. I think for insurance purpose, and I, I don't know. I grew up old school, and there there are certain things you don't lend, and cars one of them. In my hat, in my head, like you shouldn't lend your car and your underwear and, and whatnot, but I think if someone is up <laughs> for it, you know, um, I would go for it. But I, I wouldn't, I think for insurance purpose, if something happened to my car um, and, you know, I've seen too many court shows, to you know, like making sure like things are taken care of and it's left in. And it's a big investment. But
0: well, you know, it's funny that you brought that up because that is a common thing when a couple years ago when all of this, you know, the ride sharing and things like that were coming out and the shared economy, especially uh, among young people young entrepreneurs uh, was popular, insurance and cars are like, you're never gonna be able to do this because what are you gonna do as far as insurance goes? How are we gonna be able to be covered? Yeah. That kind of a thing. So I think that's a pretty common um, common dilemma. But I do like the idea that they're going around, um, they're thinking around the box, you know, or what's mm-hmm. that outside of the box? <laughs> Not around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just like that idea. And Melissa at Melissa Penton is saying, ew, please no underwear lending. Yeah, no. <laughs> so like, she I, agrees I, with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, segueing into our kind of healthy focus daily rituals. We talked about Brittany Castro the other day and the discipline it takes to each morning wake up, have an a- affirmation and really think about what it is that you're doing, what your mission in life is. We talked about mm-hmm. life's mission this week too, a light, what your life's mission is. And Deepak Chopra is on his quest to unite technology. There's an article out in Fast Company you guys should all check out that he wants to make it really accessible for people to lie down and relax and um, kind of be able to meditate. And so he's using technology to do that.
1: Um, Now, Laura, do you follow Deepak Chopra at all? I do. I follow a lot of his work. And it's definitely meditation is one of those things where I've been trying for years and finally come to terms that it's something that, you know, it really helps, but it's it's definitely a struggle to sit still. Um, so I think that's a really great idea that he's putting in in using technology as to help that.
0: Well, so let's talk about what you do as a daily ritual, because I was asking you about that and saying, you know, this is what we're going to focus on
1: today. Um, and you mentioned something I've never heard of. Yeah. So I do a morning ritual. Um, and it's basically first thing I get up in the morning, I try to stay away from the from the phone and the computer and the emails and all the buzzing around and so the couple of things that I do is I wake up and I make sure I like, take care for the rest of the day but then I take about a uh, 20 minutes to half an hour and I actually use that time to do some free writing and just getting things out of my head, start putting that running, not even the to-do list but just setting that intention of what I wanted to do my day um, and also what things I needed to surrender for the day because they're out of my control. Um, And so it allows me to just calm down and going for a walk around my neighborhood and then getting back to the office, quote unquote, so I now work from home. That has helped me like set the intention for the day. And so whenever I try to feel good. And when you say set intentions for the day, what exactly
0: does that mean? Because I hear people say that all the time that they're setting intentions. What does... What does intention actually really mean? I feel stupid asking that, but at the same time, I've always, you know, I think of myself too. I set intentions for the the beginning of the day, but what really am I doing?
1: I think it's more about like really setting what exactly do I want to accomplish for the end of the day. So a lot of times, I because my schedule is so flexible, I need to I need to feel like there's something constant. And so having that intention of saying whether I'm gonna be of service to my clients today or I need to use this time to do some writing, it it really helps that tone set that tone. What is the most important thing I need to get done today, as opposed to being overwhelmed by my like 30 items in the to-do list. Right? That's
0: such a common issue with entrepreneurs, the idea that we're responsible for everything. So where do we actually yeah. get started? Yeah. <laughs> Well, and it's that discipline of sitting down at the beginning of the day to really realize or to set those intentions, I think, that is is where I struggle. And we talked about um, uh, the other day the issue of having distractions. Mm-hmm. And so um, actually Melissa Penton, at Melissa Penton again, is she's saying um, check out
1: Deepak Chopra's uh, free meditations with Oprah. Have you ever done those, Laura? Yes, I have. They're great. And I have my friends who normally don't meditate because they – Deepa is doing with Oprah, they're now following it and they love it. So it's been really cool to just even see the non-meditators now meditating as their daily practice.
0: I think that's uh, funny that you mentioned that because I don't meditate either, but I did because it's Oprah and <laughs> she was like, yeah. you should do this. I did it. Yeah. <laughs> and But see, again, with me, my problem is the daily stuff. Like successful mm-hmm. people you read about, the majority of them do have something they do daily that really sets their mind in the right space for being... Yeah successful yeah. and so the the Deepak Chopra stuff as cool as it is and as awesome as it was that was free from Oprah and I was with Oprah I would do it like maybe once here and once there I never did it for the full it was like 21 days or something like yeah. that right I never really yeah. like completed it <laughs> so one of the things I wanted to mention before we go is uh, Gabrielle Bernstein's May Cause Miracles have you done that?
1: Um, I've done some of the other work from her, but I've heard, I have the book. It's been on my list of books I should read, but it's hard for me to even commit to that 40-day structure, but it's really great. Uh, Corey's saying that she meditates on
0: Sunday and usually on accident. (laughs) She zones out (laughs) and goes zen for 30 minutes. Sounds good to me. That sounds good. Uh, so, but i the reason why I mentioned her again, because most of these like daily rituals, I love it when people, you have to do something for a certain amount of days and commit to doing that. Yeah. And I just, I there's something, what I want to know from everyone that's watching. This is a question. How do you stay, how do you get into that disciplined mindset that if you are going to meditate every day or you're going to set intentions every day, how do you make sure you actually do it every day like I was doing May Cause Miracles for maybe like 22 days and after that just like distractions came in and I stopped doing it I mean there's the school of thought that if it's not important you're not going to prioritize it
1: um, I don't know Laura what's your thoughts? I think for me like what it has helped me was the, and it took me years to get to this place and it was to do it first thing in the morning um, and, and it, it's just making it that setting that habit and then acknowledging what's my nature. Like I'm a creature of habit for most for most of this stuff in my life. And so, how do I implement that? And then being really compassionate about it because there are days that I just don't want to do it and I skip and I don't do it. But then I go back to the next day and I do it again. <laughs> um, I think that's the that's the part. It's like if if it, it feels all or nothing. If I don't do it perfectly, then I'm not even going to bother. Um, and then you know, it's really practicing that compassion. It's like, okay, I'm actually trying to be nice to myself. Then I should actually be nice to myself when I don't do it and then get back and just stay, keep moving forward with it.
0: Well, and you know that makes sense to give yourself that, um, that compassion or that like, oh, you know, okay, it didn't happen yesterday. Let's go ahead and just get back into it. And Corey says something similar. Remember to acknowledge your progress from previous mm-hmm. days. Um, yesterday you made money today you make more money (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, and then at the Stacey Harris is saying put time on the calendar to do it and you know that definitely sounds like at the Stacey Harris for me she's so organized (laughs) Um, and then at Melissa Penton is saying what would your life be like if you committed to a meditation challenge and completed it so having that question in mind I think that's great At you Bren is saying that if you did it first thing in the morning it would work Those are great points. Um, So yeah, definitely, if you're watching this video later, make sure that you comment in if you agree with Laura, if you agree with some of the people that are in the chat. Let us know in the comments below this video. Laura, thank you so much for joining us today. Where can everyone find you after this?
1: So you can find me at laurayamin.com. It's L-A-U-R-A-Y-A-M-I-N.com. And that's my blog. I've been blogging for about four years about from things fitness classes in New York City to really finding my purpose and encouraging different ways to relieve challenges and taking risks. And so that's one thing. Um, and I'm also on Twitter, so it's at L-R-Y-A-M-I-N. Um, and I really am looking, definitely, I, I highlight entrepreneurs into my blog. So I, if you're interested, if you want to have like an interview to share about your experience, your business, but also how do you actually Really practice that self care and how to deal with overwhelm. Like I'm definitely open to really share those stories because my readers actually really want to create their passion business. They want to step outside of their comfort zone. So inspiration is definitely one thing they look for, and it's great to share that story.
0: Very nice. Well, Laura, again, thank you so much for just jumping in and trying this out. You're like I said, you're my second co-host. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to say, last night's YFE chat live, you had a big person to fill the shoes with, Stacey Harris. She's phenomenal. She is a force to be reckoned with, and I thought you did such a fantastic job. Uh, so Laura thank you again for thank showing you. up and doing this with me having fun uh, so mm-hmm. everyone you've been watching the daily live webcast here on YFELive.com happening every day at 10am pacific 1pm eastern make sure that you sign up for a mailing list at me forward slash mailed it I will be sending out a request and I hate doing these kinds of things but the, if you rate this show on iTunes same with any podcast you like what you're doing is giving people exposure because of the algorithm that happens within iTunes so if you rate it and comment it we'll have more exposure for young female entrepreneurs so um, hopefully you can take a couple minutes to do that on your iPhone it's super easy Um, but otherwise I'll see you back here I don't do these on the weekend Um, I'm committed through the holidays to do them Monday through Friday at 10am next week we're going to add in a few other fun things we're going to hopefully get an opener and some lower thirds all done but thank you so much for everyone that showed up live this week it's been so much fun Thank mm-hmm. you.